Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Today, we've got a story of an entitled parent demanding things from a deaf person. But first, a story from Mancanon21 made of a bloody and gory story to get an entitled mother and her child to leave me alone about my skin condition. For the last few years, I, male 29, have been developing vitiligo all over my body, which has become very noticeable on my hands. For those that don't know, vitiligo is a skin condition in which white blood cells attack the melanin pigment in your skin, causing the loss of skin color. I have natural tan skin that has resulted in white patches to form all over my hands that are very noticeable. My family, mostly my brother and dad, have mocked me for this skin condition on multiple times. As a result, I've become self-conscious of my white spots and started to wear a tattoo concealer to cover it up. The other day, I was heading out to work and forgot to put on concealer. One of the places that I go to is my local coffee shop before heading into work. As I was in line, a kid, probably 9 to 10, came up to me and proceeded to say, Ew, what's wrong with your hands? I ignored them at first because I found it rude. While they were a child, I was always raised from a young age by my mom to never stare, point, or criticize people's conditions especially since we never know how they may have gotten them. After ignoring them, they then asked me again, what is wrong with my hands? I relented and told them that I was uncomfortable talking about it and to please not ask me again, and proceeded to turn back around. I know that I could have used this as an education moment, but I don't feel like it's my responsibility to educate others on how to be decent human beings or about my skin condition. The kid did not like my response. And it was at this point the child's mother got involved. Dear reader, let me tell you what. I've always thought these stories of entitled parents and rude people were exaggerated. And that no one could be this oblivious. But after this interaction, my opinion of these stories have changed. She got my attention with that dreaded, excuse me phrase. And I knew I was in for a ride. The interaction went as follows. She says, my child asked you what was wrong with your hands. The least you could do is tell them what happened. I say, ma'am, I'm not comfortable talking about it. I don't need to tell your child anything. She says, well, why not? If you don't want people to ask about your deformity, then you should wear a glove. Now I will ask again, what is wrong with your hand? Reddit, it was at this point that I saw red. However, keeping my emotions in check, I calmly said, I was in a terrible accident in which my hand was mangled. It was mangled so badly that I almost lost my hand altogether. Each white spot that you see is a scar from where my bone, blood, muscle, tendons, etc. were on the outside of my hand. I lost lots of blood and almost died from the accident. I was lucky enough that my hand was saved, but it left me with scars. While all this was fabricated on the spot, I felt that being as graphic as I could would maybe teach her and her spawn a lesson in leaving people alone especially after they already told you they did not feel comfortable in talking about it in the first place. She honestly clutched her imaginary pearls as I was accounting the story. 
and by the time I was done, she was white in the face. She then grabbed her child and left the line quickly. Even if a story like this honestly goes to like, maybe temporarily traumatize the kid from shock factor, do you think it was more worth it to give them this story as shock factor? Or should OP have used it as a learning lesson and just told them the truth? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Smallfly8042, disowned daughter passed away from stress. So my mother has been and continues to make my life less than enjoyable. One particular thing I want to get off my chest is what happened when I was 12. I have had twin sisters who were 15 at the time. Their names are Sarah and Bess. Our mom left her dad to be with a total jerk. This man would buy food and put his name on it so we couldn't eat it. He grabbed me by the neck for walking out of the kitchen with food in my mouth. Called us horrible names. All the whole time my mom knew, obviously. We were never allowed to tell our father what was happening. Our mother would tell us, what happens in my house stays in my house. Your dad doesn't need to know and you better not tell him. One night, Bess had enough of jerk and called our dad. My mom listened in on another phone back in the good old 90s. After she heard Bess confiding in her dad about what was going on, my mom was furious. She told Bess that she was no longer her daughter. Told her the sight of her face made her sick. Banished her to her room completely besides using the toilet. This went on for about one to two weeks. Well, all the stress from everything triggered a heart condition we didn't know Bess had to flare up. And she actually went into cardiac arrest one morning and died dead at 15. My mom will never admit to the past, has never made things right, acts as if it never happened. I recently went no contact with her. If you read another of my posts, you'll see why. I have never healed from this. This is one of those situations where I don't think you can heal from it. Somebody that vile, especially somebody who's trying to masquerade as a mother, honestly deserves everybody to cut them off because... If anybody needed banishing, it was definitely the mother. This next story is from Unexpected Anxiety Cat. Entitled Mother demands my deaf employee apologize for ignoring her. For reference, I've spent 15 years of my life being a restaurant general manager. I've got some crazy stories. Anyways, I was reminiscing lately and this story came up. It was Mother's Day, one of the busiest days at my restaurant. Quick service, self-seating, casual dining. Entitled mother had already ordered, had her buzzer, and was waiting for a table to open. She sees another family get up and immediately runs to the dirty table to reserve it. No big deal, right? Just need to bus it. Entitled mother sees deaf employee and begins yelling at her from behind. So, deaf employee doesn't notice anything at all. Entitled mother continues to berate and follow deaf employee. Now, I understand that there was no sign saying my employee was deaf, but... I believe a normal person would realize that something was off after getting no acknowledgement at all. I noticed something going on and walked over to the already irate Entitled Mother and asked if I could help. Entitled Mother goes off about deaf employee ignoring her request to clean off the table and help her family sit down. I apologized to Entitled Mother and explained that my employee didn't respond to her shouts because she's deaf and genuinely had no idea anyone was trying to communicate with her. I signaled for one of my bussers to come clear the table while I continued speaking with Entitled Mother. This is when Entitled Mother accused me of lying about my deaf employee. She demanded to know why I would hire someone who couldn't respond to her shouts and demands. I was getting very annoyed at this point. 
I explained that I didn't need to justify any of my hiring decisions and that I 100% stood behind my team. Entitled Mother began demanding that I fire deaf employee. Entitled Mother said there was no use for a deaf person to work in a restaurant. This got me fuming. At this point, her table had already been bust. Her kids were sitting, looking quite embarrassed, and her buzzer was going off informing her that her food was ready for the pickup at the counter. To me, there was no reason to continue with Entitled Mother, especially on such a busy day. I asked if she needed any help picking up her food, and if not, I wished her a good meal and excused myself. Entitled Mother was not done with my team. She again saw deaf employee restocking some items and decided to prove me wrong. Entitled Mother approached deaf employee and again began berating her using very offensive language. When deaf employee turned to face Entitled Mother and realized that she was being yelled at, deaf employee was frightened and confused. I never allow my employees to be harassed and this was especially evil. I immediately had my expo counter, packed the woman's order to go, handed it to the woman and told her to leave. Entitled Mother called me a runt and told me she was going to contact corporate and have me and the DE fired. Yeah, okay, like I've never heard that before. I escorted Entitled Mother and her poor children to the door and told Entitled Mother she was not welcome back in my restaurant. Honestly, when your employee gets harassed like that, even if they weren't aware of most of it, but they were frightened by at least some of it, do you think a good manager would just give them the rest of the day off? I mean, it probably isn't going to happen in fast food, but what do you guys think? Should they be allowed to just decompress after that? And by the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from an anonymous poster. 24-year-old woman wants to move out of her parents' house. They fired her from her family job and then kicked her out that night. Not my story, my cousin's girlfriend. My cousin, 28-year-old male, is dating this girl I'll call Amy, 24-year-old female. Now this begins with my cousin working for her father at his construction company. He meets the daughter at a barbecue that the father held at his home for all of his employees. My cousin said he was in love from the moment he met her. And from what I hear, it went both ways. At first, it seemed all good. The father and mother didn't have any problems with them dating. They even encouraged it from what I can tell. She was living with them and her little boy, three-year-old male, and I'm guessing they were just happy she found someone she liked. Well, that lasted all of six months. See, she decided that she liked him so much that they were going to move in together in six months. My cousin wasn't there for that talk. He didn't even know she was thinking of bringing it up. And they flipped out she wasn't gonna move out and they weren't gonna stand for this behavior from their only child she obviously listened about as well as any sane 24 year old would and told them they didn't control their love life or when she moves out guys they fired her their own daughter they told her if she wasn't going to listen to them they couldn't trust her to listen to them as her boss for work then just as icing on the cake they kicked her out and her three-year-old boy that night. I don't know what their plan was, although he, my cousin, believes they wanted to try and manipulate her into thinking she wouldn't make it on her own without mommy and daddy's help. Unfortunately for them, she actually agreed and moved in with my cousin. Oh my god, they lost their crap. From what I heard, they tried to fire him, only to be told that they were being recorded, and if they did that, he was going to sue for every penny they had. I'm so proud of my cousin. 
Even when they singled him out for random drug tests, he stood strong. No drugs to find. They even had his criminal record checked. It's still going on, but from what I heard, the daughter's suing for wrongful termination, and from what her lawyer says, it's looking great. My cousin's looking for other work, and they're both happily living together with her little boy, and even thinking of having their own at some point. I'm just happy for once the drama didn't involve me. This is actually a really interesting story where Amy would probably be expected to be the, like, helpless rich kid's daughter, but... No, they moved out and they have somebody that supports them and they're like, yeah, let's make this happen, let's make this work. And the parents are the ones acting like the stuck-up, snotty, expect-to-get-everything-their-way rich people. Imagine being so stubborn that you're willing to wrongfully terminate your own kid, turn around and try to drug test somebody just because you're biased against them. They're really kind of building up a bad case for themselves here. This next story is from Soap World TWT. Entitled mother and her little boy need to get off the train first. Grope and hit me in the process. For a bit of context, I live in Germany, and currently we have a public transport ticket for 9 euros, which allows you to take every train and every bus in all of Germany for a month. This, in addition to all the constructions, makes taking trains a living nightmare. Cancellations, 30 plus minute delays, packed trains, etc. A few days ago, on the way home, my first train was cancelled, so the next train I took was even more packed. I somehow managed to squeeze into the train. I was standing right at the door, shoulder to shoulder with other people. No back and forth for anyone. We were almost at my stop, the main station of a major city, where usually 80% of the people in that train get off. It would still be 5 minutes until we arrived. In comes the entitled mother with her little son. They had seats in the middle of the wagon and needed to get off at this stop as well. For some reason, they made it their mission to squeeze through all the people and get to the doors to get off first. I was listening to music, but I saw the commotion from the corner of my eye, so I turned the volume down. A lot of people were sighing or mumbling complaints as they get pushed and shoved by the entitled mother and her kid until they reached their last hurdle, me. I'm a very tall woman on the more chubby side so I can stand my ground. The man next to me, nice man, was also annoyed by their BS so he stood his ground as well, neither of us budging. Instead of nicely asking to get past us, the entitled mother encouraged her son to squeeze through us. He didn't get far with his shoulder so he resorted to using his disgusting little hands. Before I could react I felt his hands on my hip and my bottom squeezing and pushing. Not even remotely having a chance against me, his hand pushed up further to my stomach. Mind you, this kid wasn't a toddler, he was old enough to know what he was doing. So after the initial shock and confusion, I slapped his hands. Not hard, just to get him off of me. The following conversation ensues. I say, could you maybe not grope random strangers like that? All of us need to get off he- The entitled mother says, how dare you slap my son? I say your son was literally grabbing my butt. Wouldn't you slap someone's hands if they were doing the same to you? She says he was just trying to get through. It's not his fault you stubborn cow wouldn't move aside. I say all of us need to get off at this stop. There's no need for you to push through all these people. Besides, even if you would have asked me kindly, which you didn't, there's literally no space for me to move to the side. Entitled mother spotting the earbuds in my ears says, We asked, but you couldn't hear us because of your stupid music. I say, my music is turned off. I hear you perfectly fine. 
The nice man says, yeah, you didn't ask for us to move. She says, I don't care. We need to get off first. I say, why? She says, none of your freaking business. I say, unless you have a valid reason like a medical emergency or a connecting train to catch. I don't see why I would have to move aside for you. Why any of us would have to move aside for you. The entitled kid suddenly continues to push his hands into my stomach, trying to squeeze past me. So I get a hold of his wrist and glare at him. Stop touching me. I immediately let go again, hoping he'd finally get the memo. The entitled mother says, Stop assaulting my baby, you fat witch. The nice man says, Ma'am, you need to calm down. You need to wait to get off like everyone else and get your disrespect. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Respectful brat under control. People were watching the scene, clearly annoyed by the woman and the kid. I say, maybe next time you could just ask. I'm sure people would gladly try to make space for you, if physically possible, but no one wants to listen to an entitled lady who thinks she owns the place. She says, just freaking let us through, you runt. Now, the entitled mother tries to push me and the man apart so she could squeeze through. Her fingernails digging into my shoulder. The man lightly shoves her, and I grab her wrist, squeezing it hard. I say, wait your freaking turn. That made the lady reach her ultimate form. She starts screaming and screeching how we assaulted her, pleading the other passengers for help. But all the other passengers were on our side. So many of them started shouting at her to shut up and just wait, that she's entitled and so on. This continued on until we finally reached the station. Pissed, the man and I didn't move, even after the doors opened. Turning sideways, we allowed the people next to us to get off. The entitled mother hammered against our shoulders with her fists. We let off around 20 people before we finally got off the train as well. The entitled mother stumbling after us and yelling profanities. We lost her in the crowd. I had to get something at the convenience store in the station hall. And after I came out 10 minutes later, I saw the entitled mother and her kids standing to the side. Entitled mother fixing her son's hair, clearly not in a rush to get anywhere. So they really had absolutely no reason to be this freaking entitled. I have a lot of respect for OP because honestly, I'm a person that really does not want confrontation. And I feel like it would be easy for a lot of people, probably myself included, to just kind of buckle to that kind of pressure that both the kid and the mom were putting on. 
but OP just wouldn't tolerate that stuff and I've got a lot of respect for that. This next story is from I Love Sushi Yum, husband's cousin lost her mind. My husband, 27 year old male, and I, 27 year old female, got COVID right after Christmas last year. We didn't have any symptoms at the beginning, but they came afterwards. Okay, a little backstory here. We celebrate Christmas on the 24th, and then on the 25th and 26th, my husband and I have dinner with my family on December 25th, and then his family on December 26th. We do that every year. My sister's boyfriend didn't feel well on the 24th, but he'd taken a COVID test and they all came back negative. Forward to the 26th, where my husband and I are having dinner with his family. His parents, uncle, aunt, cousin, who was my bridesmaid for our wedding, her boyfriend and their two-year-old son. The cousin's telling us that she's pregnant again, and we're so happy for them. We talk about kids, and my husband and I tell them that we've been trying to have a baby for a while, but nothing happens. She's very supportive and talks with me about it for a while. Fast forward to the 27th, my husband and I are going to celebrate New Year's with some friends, and because COVID was blasting out again, we wanted to take a test just to be sure before we were traveling over to our friends to celebrate New Year's. No one of us had any symptoms, but unfortunately both of our tests came back positive, and we of course go into lockdown. We call my mother-in-law and tell her that we tested positive, so everyone has to get tested. She asks us if she should contact the people on my husband's side of the family, so I could contact my side of the family, so the information got out quicker and people could get tested faster. I said it was a great idea, and it would be nice if she would do that. Later that day, my husband's cousin sends me a text, and this is the conversation. A note about the cousin, she's a Karen, she's very overprotective of her son. In her head, my husband and I are going to be awful parents, because we want to wait to have children, until we're done with our education. And yes, she said that to us. She says, hi, can you send me the number so we can get tested faster? We're really scared that we got COVID now that I'm pregnant. I say, um, I'm not sure what number you're looking for, but I'll do some research and find it for you as fast as I can. And don't worry, it's not too bad, everything will be okay. She says, but you still got COVID. I say, yes. She says, we can lose our baby if we get COVID. Why aren't you tested? Note, we didn't have any symptoms, and in my country, we're only supposed to get tested if you have symptoms. She says, I think it's very irresponsible of you to be so calm about it. I say, wait, what? We didn't know we had COVID. We didn't have any symptoms. So why should we get tested? We're in lockdown now and taking contact to all the people we've been with. So relax. We didn't do it on purpose. If we knew we had COVID earlier, we would have stayed the freak home. After this, my father-in-law finds out what's going on and tries to contact her and tell her not to overreact. They were contacted and got the info. No response after that. She's talked crap about us before, said really hurtful things to us, but this was the last straw. We found out later on that she's going around and telling friends and family that we actually tried to kill her unborn baby because we got COVID and didn't stay at home. Like, that's why we went to dinner, to kill her baby. I feel like this cousin is both A, not the smartest, and B, has a serious victim complex. Imagine seriously trying to think that somebody intentionally tried to make you lose your baby. How little do you think of your own family? Our next story is from Miradana. I almost died at age 5. It was a long and warm summer. It had been too warm the past few days. 
which meant that five-year-old me had been doing activities in a stationary position all those days. The energy that I'd built up could best be described as a grenade slowly getting the pin removed. The summer days averaged 23 Celsius, 73 Fahrenheit for Murricans. It might not seem like a big difference, but the climate here makes heat unbearable to most. The 17 Celsius expedited the pulling of the pin. Thud. Boom. I was clumsy like most kids are, but I was very clumsy. I wore glasses and, because of a defect in my right eye, I saw everything double. On this fateful morning, grenade and all, I knocked over a glass of milk by accident. My mother, being exactly who she was and still is, scolded me severely. I was told to go to my room and stay there all day for my carelessness. I felt that it was unfair for me to be grounded all day for a mistake I didn't mean to make. I became malicious and found a bouncy ball, throwing it as hard as against the floor as I could in the hope that it would reach the ceiling. It wasn't long before my mother appeared with the face who would scare Hannibal the cannibal, wheezing and yelling commenced. Do it one more time and I'll throw all of your toys away. Do it one more time and you'll stay in your room until you move out. What do children do? Push boundaries. I threw it at my mother, hitting her kneecap and caught it. Caught should be understood as randomly bouncing back into my hand. It didn't hit the floor or ceiling, which made it compliant to her threats. Insert more wheezing and yelling. She grabbed the bouncy ball and told me it was no longer mine. I cried and pleaded with her to no avail. She left, and I immediately followed her to regain my bouncy ball, only resulting in me more or less being thrown into my room and a chair placed under the door handle. I had been told to never, ever fiddle with the radiators, which is exactly what I did then piss on me, I piss on you. I turned the heat all the way up and then laid down sleeping under my plushy blanket. My mother must have thought she made me comply and didn't come check on me for quite a while. My best guess is 7 to 8 hours. My dad came back from work and checked on me, finding me in this very warm room and sweating like there was no tomorrow. He tried waking me but I didn't really get to it. This prompted him to pack me up into the car and drive to the ER. I had a fever of 107 and it was a challenge for them to draw blood because I was dehydrated. I got fluids and was gradually cooled down. According to my father, the staff made it clear they would call the equivalent to CPS here. My mother spun a tale of me playing for too long in the garden and my father, afraid of losing me, shut up. I don't know how, but they convinced the staff not to call. What kind of parent doesn't even check on their five-year-old for hours? bullies their kid into compliance with threats and theft, grounds their kid for a whole day over an innocent mistake at breakfast, leaves their kid with a woman like that, doesn't ever let their kid act like a kid. I'm 27 today. I'm better, but the damage he did to me will forever leave a scar in my soul. Please don't get kids if you get them, because that's what people are supposed to do. The education, husband, wife, car, dog, house, children, career, and retirement life isn't the only way to live. I mean, every step of the way they were a terrible parent, but really what takes the cake is leaving your kid locked in the room for hours and never checking on them. I mean, that just cements it. And our final story of the day is from No Philosopher 4793 Entitled Mother Threatens My Job, I was a jerk in response, but have no regrets. 
This happened long before Homo sapiens Karen was taxonomically described, but this county could be well named Karen Co for all the arrogance and entitlement this affluent enclave was renowned for. A lot of people here just suck. I taught part-time at the local community college, which means I only get paid for the time I teach. Extracurriculars are at my discretion. The semester's over, but I had to pick something up. I went to say hi to the department secretary, whom I was friends with. She says, I know it's not your responsibility, but would you please contact this kid who's interested in taking the beginning class, but wants some information? Frank's not getting back to him, as usual, and I feel bad for him. Okay, sure. Have him email me and I'll do what I can. He emails me that he's a high school student in the program that allows him to take one college class. He's deciding between astronomy and my class and what I call him so he could ask questions. I don't want him to have my phone number and I started a job with long hours where I wasn't getting home until around midnight. Plus, if he's this demanding now, what's he going to be like in the class? I emailed him the detailed class syllabus that lays out the entire semester with every assignment and the due dates listed. I hated instructors who couldn't stick to the syllabus, so I always made sure mine were accurate. I tell him to feel free to email me any further questions. He responds that he really needs to talk to me without elaborating why. I email him back that the syllabus is comprehensive and self-explanatory, but email me any specific questions. I ended with, here's some friendly advice. It's a little rude to keep insisting on a private phone call after someone has expressed a clear preference for email. The next night, I get home exhausted and just wanting to go to bed. Of course, there's an email, but it's from his mother. It's not rude to ask for a phone call, but wise. My son wasn't rude, you were. You lack self-respect and intelligence. I'll be forwarding this to your department chair, Dr. So-and-so. You're unfit to teach and I'll make sure you don't anymore. This is the bullet point version. It was long and poorly written. Laughable, really. I wasn't angry per se, but just annoyed enough to not let it slide. It's a character flaw I try not to indulge, but sometimes I just can't help it. I wrote, please stop with your petty threats. It's laughable and you're embarrassing yourself. If my job is contingent on the approval from an obnoxious parent like you, I'll quit. I'm on summer vacation. I'm not getting paid for this. I didn't have to respond to your son at all, but I did so as a courtesy. Under no circumstances whatsoever do I owe anyone a phone call. As for my self-respect, I have enough not to cater to a parent with an inflated sense of entitlement and self-importance. I don't care if your son takes my class or not. It makes no difference to me. I have no shortage of students wanting to take my class. Then comes the gratuitous, somewhat cheap shot I couldn't resist once I thought of it. Your son will be better off taking astronomy, where he'll learn that he's not the center of the universe. You should take it with him. The kid probably didn't deserve that, but oh well, his mother did. At the next semester's faculty, I apologized to the chair if I caused any problems, but she irked me. He laughed and said, I could tell. I could tell. Impressive. You said it was no big deal. They get angry parents all the time. You noticed mother and son had different last names, so she was probably the stepmother who pushed him about calling and took it out on me when I told him he was rude. He read the emails and could see I was trying to help him. The secretary said, I'm so sorry I asked you to contact him. You went out of your way and that was your reward. I told her that's okay. I kind of had fun with it, which made her burst out laughing. 
What I think these entitled parents fail to recognize is teachers and professors, they're real people too. Might be easy to have an illusion that these should just be subservient teaching automatons, but they've got lives and obligations and, honestly, phone numbers that they don't want to share. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another Entitled Parent story that was way crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or, if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.